Today's episode of the Fantasy Football Podcast on the Ringer NFL Show is brought to you by State Farm. When you need a game plan for protection, State Farm agents are here to help. With personalized service, agents are available to talk in person, over text, or through the State Farm app. So go with the one with coverage and agents you can count on. Find an agent in your neighborhood today. State Farm. Talk to an agent today. Football Podcast on the Ringer NFL Show on the Ringer Podcast Network. My name is Danny Heifetz and I'm joined as always by my co-host and my co-Danny, the hero we need and the analyst we deserve, the Dark Knight himself, Danny Kelly. How you doing, DK? The whole time while you're doing that, I'm doing like stretches, like I'm getting ready to like go box someone out or something. Are you like Gardner Minshew? You're doing like naked armband stretches just wearing Oakleys? (laughs) Yeah, just get me hyped up. I like it. That was was good. (laughs) I love it. We're also here with Craig Horlbeck. How are you doing, Craig? I'm doing well. Now I'm debating growing a Minshew mustache. Should I try? I mean, I don't think you could. <laughs> I don't think I, I could. I think you should. It's like yeah. a 0% chance of that. Could you, DK? Uh, Sort of. Yeah, sort Ooh. of. We haven't put stakes on who's going to be winning the Sleeper of the Week contest the rest of the year. We could just make someone just to grow the Gardner Minshew the Gardner Fu Man Minshew. You know what we should do is we should make you, for the entire playoffs, have to never shave your mustache. <laughs> Are we doing that right now? <laughs> are we putting those stakes up? Are you down, DK? Are you down for that? I mean, I'll, I'll do the Minshew thing since I already have a mustache, but yes. I feel like I'm really the one putting my neck out here, but wow. all right. <laughs> all right. All right, it's locked in. We're doing it. Yes. Incredible. Well, what a, what a great start to the show. It is Thursday afternoon. We're going to be running through a bunch of players we like for Daily Fantasy this week, and we're going to break down our DraftKings lineup. But first, we're going to run through some categories. So, DK, first up, go big or go home. Or just keep yeah. stretching. I don't know what you want to do. But <laughs> these are expensive players we think are worth the money. DK, who's worth shelling out for this week? Uh, I'm kicking it off with Kyler Murray, quarterback for the Cardinals, going up against your Giants. And Danny, tell me about the Giants defense. Again. What Giants defense? Thank you. Uh, 6700 So obviously, he's he costs a little bit, pretty penny. But over the last two games, he's been really, really good. And Obviously, opponent matters. He's gone up against a couple of bad opponents in the last two weeks, but he's really shredded when he has done that. So 68% completion rate, 593 yards, three touchdowns, zero picks, 8.59 yards per attempt in those last two games, plus 21 rushes, 125 yards, and a touchdown. You know, he's got the Konami code working for him. He has the, you know, additional few points to potentially like up to 10 points, uh, you know, not up to like at, you, there, it's in the realm of possibility that he adds about 10 points as a rusher too. So that's just huge on top of what he's been doing as a passer. Um, yeah, I just like him. He's been balling out going up against a really bad defense. And I think they're, they're just playing like at a high level right now. That offense has been really kind of clicking lately. Yeah. So just, I mean, this isn't even super fantasy relevant, but Kyler Murray has lost more games this season than he has in the last four years of being a quarterback. Wow. Because he went 42 and 0 in high school at, in three seasons where he won three state championships. And then he went 12 and 2 at Oklahoma. So he's 54 and 2 <laughs> before the NFL. And now he's 2, 3 and 1 in the NFL, uh, which I just, I just find that absolutely staggering. But to your point, yeah. he is already getting better. Like that's what I'm really impressed with Kyler about because their first four games, um, Kyler had, sorry, he had 20 sacks his first four games. Wow. And he had four touchdowns and 
four total or five total touchdowns, four passing and four picks in his first four games. But in yeah. his last two, he has four touchdowns, no turnovers, and one sack. He just looks way more comfortable, and that's cute. That's huge. I mean, he's playing with confidence. He had one throw last week down the sideline that was just a beaut. It was like as good of a dime of any pass this season. Um, it's like right up there with some of the best passes this season. So uh, I'm I'm confident in how he's playing and. and Crucially, the defense, I think, matters too. So it's just a good matchup. Yeah, imagine how much better the Cardinals could be if they'd taken Daniel Jones. <laughs> you had to sneak that in. I, I didn't really sneak it. Uh, <laughs> the My guy for just go big or go home this week, Cooper Cup, received for the Rams. He's $7,400 this week. Worth shelling out. He's the fifth okay. most expensive receiver. Excellent chance to finish as the number one. He had a bad game last week. He's six targets, four catches for 17 yards. Everyone on the Rams did, yeah. Yeah, the whole the Rams had a bad game. Uh, but before that, his last four games, he had scored four combined touchdowns. He did not have lower than 101 receiving yards in his last four games and did not have lower than 20.6 PPR fantasy points in the last month. So he's the only, here's the thing, he's the only reliable person on the Rams who can get open. He's the only reliable offensive threat they have. They're going against the Falcons who are terrible. That's mm-hmm. a huge key because the only bad games Cooper Cup has had are the only two bad games the Rams' offense have had. And they were derailed in week one against Carolina and last week against San Francisco, which matters because Carolina's defense leads the league in sacks per game, and San Francisco is tied for third in sacks per game. And Jared Goff does really badly when he's under pressure. Right. The Falcons are dead last in sacks per game. They are the only team in the league who has fewer sacks than games they've played. It is pathetic. (laughs) Darn it. So they're not going to get pressure on Jared Goff. And the Rams are going to have a huge bounce. Now, they're going to have a bounce back performance. I do not think that is a harbinger of things to come for how they Mm -hmm. go the rest of the season. But this game, they're going to do much better. And I love Jared Goff. I love Cooper Cup this week. I'm with you. I, I, mean, I think you you want to go with anybody who's playing Atlanta. You know, skill position players versus Atlanta this this year. I've just gone off, and so yeah, I think that's I think that's a really smart play. Craig, who's worth shelling out for this week? Another defense that you want to try and go after is Cincinnati, which is why I'm going big on Leonard, Leonard Fournette, Lenny Forns. Our guy, Lenny Forns. <laughs> a sharp reversal <laughs> after fading him last week. Um, yeah, I got a whiplash. It's like I'm watching a tennis game from the side. <laughs> exactly. I'm every back week. so quickly. Uh, he's the sixth most, ex- most expensive running back. Cincinnati this year has allowed the most rushing attempts, rushing yards, yards per attempt, rushing first downs, and rushing touchdowns to running backs. Is that Jeez. good? Um, <laughs> per EstablishTheRun.com, Cincinnati has also yielded a league-high 25% target share to running backs. And Fournette has 36 of the Jaguars' 39 running back targets this year. Um, also, yeah. one thing about Fournette, he's been really good this year, but he's the only running back in the top 25 <clears throat> with only one touchdown. And he's the RB9 right now. And he's yeah. ninth in red zone rushing attempts. So, like, we still are going uphill for Fournette. Yeah, he's like, an absolute positive regression candidate. Yeah, 100%. So I think this is an, a, a blow-up spot for him. So six most expensive I think, is fine. I think that Minshew will move the ball a lot better this week than he did against the Saints. Who Saint, The Saints' defense has emerged as a shutdown unit. Um, and it showed the, that even in a game like that where they don't perform well, Fournette still had 100 total yards and six catches. It's also yeah. just to correct, DK, it's Gardner Fu Minshew. Mm. No. Oh, got it, got it. <laughs> So yeah, Leonard Fournette, Lenny Forns. All right, great. Yeah. Any anybody else worth shelling out for this week? That's- yes, one more big uh, go big or go home tight end Evan Ingram on the Giants. I believe he's the second most expensive tight end. 
Tight ends have shredded the Arizona Cardinals, who they're playing this week. Uh, <laughs> yeah. The Cardinals are allowing a league-worst 26.2 PPR fantasy points per game to tight end. 0.5 PPR fantasy points. Um, that's insane. 26 is unbelievable. TJ Hawkinson, <laughs> Austin Hooper, Mark Andrews, Greg Olson, and Will Disley all scored touchdowns against them this year. Uh, Patrick Peterson's back for the Cardinals. He's going to be blanketing the perimeter. No Sterling Shepard. This just screams Evan Ingram. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> I'm into that one. <laughs> no argument there. All right. Now, flip side, too rich for my blood. Guys who cost a lot that are not going to be worth the money. DK, who's who's too rich for your blood this week? So I'm I'm back to fading Aaron Jones. Obviously, he had that huge four touchdown game a couple of weeks ago, but that doesn't seem likely to happen now that uh, he's splitting reps almost evenly with Jamal Williams. Um, going up against Oakland this week, and he's coming off of a game where he fumbled, had a bad drop touchdown. And like I said, he almost split reps almost evenly with uh, Jamal Williams. So now that Williams is back from injury, um, the the Packers are back to using that committee approach. That's what they've always wanted to do. I don't think that four touchdown day would have even happened if Williams had been playing. And so um, I saw this tweet for per Graham Garfield of NFL.com. Aaron Jones and Williams workload split in the games where they've both been healthy. Um Snaps, Jones is leading 52 to 49%. Touches, Jones has 67, Williams 51. Routes, Williams has 50, uh, 72 to Jones is 64. And then inside the 10-yard line, snaps, Jones and William, Jones is leading with 10, Williams is 5. So it's just not a good workload split if you really want to get elite running back production. It's just you're betting against that because they're almost splitting it down the middle. And um, I just personally would rather spend my 7100 bucks elsewhere. What do you want to spend seventy one hundred bucks on? Oh, I don't know. Certainly not Alvin Kamara. <laughs> not Alvin Kamara. Wow, look at Craig with the transition. Alvin Kamara is my too rich, too rich for my blood. Uh, Kamara has high ankle sprain and a knee injury, and um, not great to spend seventy five hundred dollars on that. So Sunday status is up in the air for him. He did not practice Wednesday. I mean, it's walkthrough. It's probably fine. But the Saints signed running back Zach Zenner, and we always say go with what coaches do, not what they say. And Sean Payton wanted an extra running back for this game against the Bears this week, which is not great. And also Kamara is, what makes him special is, I mean, primarily his balance. He is, I mean, if there's videos you can look up on YouTube of just how he works on his balance, it's insane. He probably is the best running back best balance of any running back since Marshall like a Lynch. gyroscope, yeah. Yeah, but it doesn't help when you have a high ankle sprain. That's not good for your balance. It's not good for your cutting. It's not good for your explosiveness. So if he plays, it's almost worse because then you might throw him in your lineup thinking he's fine, but he's not fine. And I, even if he has good dates, I don't really want to bet on that. So I don't love it. But yeah. next category. Okay. Oh, sorry. Go on. You have Kamara thoughts, DK? <laughs> no. Uh, I'm with you. That's all I said. El Kamara. Did you guys see El Camino? El Kamara. <laughs> Uh, no, I we're going to call him Al Camino. from now on. Yeah, we're going to call Sorry, Alvin. All right, well, <laughs> let's just move on. Al Kamara, El Camino, you know, who knows? Buy low play of the week. Dika, who's your buy low of the week? Um, I'm actually kind of surprised that he's this low. It's Darren Waller of Oakland. He's 4,700, going up against Green Bay. Um, coming off kind of a quiet game and a buy, and so I think people have a little bit sort of fallen off of Waller, but... Um, He's just, he's such a huge, huge part of that offense. He's got a huge target share. Um, obviously, we've seen Carr in the past really, really look to his tight ends frequently. Um, now Tyrell Williams is dealing with plantar fasciitis, so that could limit him and kind of give give Waller a bigger role in the passing offense. I don't know if Zay Jones, who they just traded for, is going to be fully integrated into that scheme quite yet. They might take him a little bit to get, get involved. So I could just see Waller being a, a big part of it. Plus, I think the... 
game script is probably going to get um, is going to be in the in the in Waller's advantage because I think they're probably going to have to be coming from behind, playing from behind a little bit. But um, overall, you know, if you look at if Waller's numbers all like over the season, um, he's fifth in targets, and that's in, that's with playing just five games so far. So his forty two targets ranks fifth among tight ends, and um, you know, he I think he's just going to get. He has, he has a potential of upwards of like 10 targets in this game. 10 targets. Well, he actually just signed an extension this week for $9 million per year. So he can get, yeah, yeah there you go. Good almost, for him. Almost a million dollars per target this week. There the you other, go. The other stat I was going to throw out there, among the top 24 tight ends in total targets, he is the only one in those 24 tight ends without a touchdown. So, uh, I you know, touchdown regression, I think, is going to work his way. I think he's due to score a touchdown any week now. So uh, that's why I like him a lot this week. Also, a great story, Darren Waller. Glad that he's excellent. Yeah, absolutely. Waller. All right. So we did our our expensive guys, cheap guys, middle range guys. Now the Goldilocks. DK, who do you like <laughs> with the Goldilocks? Sticking with the Raiders, uh, I like Josh Jacobs. Again, it's a volume thing. He's five grand on DK going up against Green Bay. Um, in his last two games, he's got an incredible amount of touches. So two weeks ago, two games ago, I should say, 19 touches for 108 scrimmage yards versus Indy in week four. And then last week against Chicago, 29 touches, 143 scrimmage yards, and two touchdowns against Chicago. Um, Green Bay's defense, obviously, again, it's, it's a good defense, but I think he's going to be getting the numbers. Uh, he's the definite bell cow in that offense, and, and I think they've gotten him involved in the passing game a little bit more of late. So um, he has more you know, value, even if the game script kind of gets away from them because he's shown that he can play in the passing game. So uh, I think at five grand, he's, he's just, it's a nice spot for him if you're looking for that sort of middle range guy. Another person that I I just love the press on this week, I, I like Jacobs, but I, I like Mike Williams, receiver for the Chargers. They're at Tennessee, which isn't the best matchup, but he's $4,600. And just starting with the eye test, if you watch the Steelers-Chargers uh, game, other than once you got past, like how embarrassing how many Steelers fans were at the Chargers game. <laughs> Mike Williams yeah. looked like the best receiver on the field. He was the only one that Phillip Rivers could really get any kind of rapport with for a lot of the game. Um, he wasn't even seemed to be 100% healthy, but still just looked great. He had ten, um, 10 targets for five catches, 72 yards in that game. And then the week before, they did 13 targets for six catches and 74 yards. So he passes the eye test, also passes the numbers test. He's one of the top, if not the top player in Josh Hermsmeyer's buy-low model on EstablishedTheRun.com this week. So... Love when the eye test matches out with the analytics. And I just I think Williams has an excellent chance at uh, multiple touchdown day. Gregorio, who's your Goldilocks? My Goldilocks is Devontae Freeman. He is $5,400. He's playing the Rams this week. So somebody called us out on Twitter asking for a public apology <laughs> for our preseason hype on Devontae Freeman. Now, in our fantasy football Slack, both Dannys were like, I don't remember. Did we even do that? Like, did we hype up Devontae Freeman? What's this guy talking about? I will admit, it was me. I went back. It, I went back. I went back into the Google Docs, and on our running back preview episode in August, I mentioned Devontae Freeman. But let me just talk quickly about Devontae Freeman's season right now. Oh my God! After a two-point week one against the stout Minnesota defense, Freeman has averaged fourteen point seven points per game. He has outscored his previous week's score in every single game this season. And listen, we ranked him in our PPR rankings on TheRinger.com as the running back 14. You know what that fucker is right now? The running back 14. <laughs> so it sounds like you were wrong and the rest uh, of the Ringer staff bailed you out. 
How, what are <laughs> you that, talking is that about? What you're saying? How is that so possible? So like the Ringer staff consensus rankings bailed you out from being too up on Devonta Freeman. Is that accurate? A borderline running back one? He's the RB14. What are you talking about? DK's with me on this. The <laughs> hype has 100% paid off. Uh, he was a disappointment last year, and now he's legitimately good. I was going to be like, someone cut Craig's mic, but Craig can't cut his own I mic. I cut so mics here. I Only I can yeah. handle well, that. Me, I'm just saying that we, we nailed that. Let's take a quick break before this gets ugly. When it's game day, you can't be fumbling your wallet to pay for the food order or worrying about online security when paying for tickets to the next game. Privacy.com is the best way to pay for anything online because it keeps your identity totally safe and secure. Privacy.com is different because it uses virtual cards instead of real ones. This is a free tool that will help you manage your financial life online without sharing your real banking information. When we buy things online, we give personal info, not only to merchants, but also their data partners without our clear consent. But Privacy.com uses military-grade encryption, and they won't sell your data or charge interest and annual fees. And Privacy.com's Chrome extension will autofill your virtual card information, so it's incredibly easy. Head to Privacy.com NFL to sign up. New customers will automatically get $5 to spend on your first purchase. Yep, that's free money for any online purchase. Go to privacy.com slash NFL and sign up now. And while we're here, let's talk about Lightstream. The average interest rate on credit card debt is over 19% APR. Have you looked at your interest rate lately? Consolidating debt into a low fixed rate can save your thousands in interest. So pay off your high interest credit cards with a credit card consolidation loan from Lightstream. You can get a rate as low as 5.95% APR with AutoPay much lower than the national average interest rate on credit card debt. Get a loan from $5,000 to $100,000 with absolutely no fees. The application is 100% online, and you can even get your money as soon as the day you apply. Lightstream believes that when you have good credit, you deserve a low rate and great service. Apply today at lightstream.com ringer and get an additional interest rate discount. That's lightstream.com ringer for an additional discount. L-I-G-H-T-S-T-R-E-A-M dot com slash ringer. Subject to credit approval. Rate includes 0.5% auto pay discount. Terms and conditions apply and offers are subject to change without notice. Visit lightstream.com slash ringer for more information. Okay. Can I just say one thing? Just yeah. a little research during that ad read. Um, I had Devontae Freeman ranked 28th overall, Danny Kelly 27, Danny Heifetz 26. <laughs> so screw all of you. So you <laughs> lied on the Danny preview pod and then changed your mind on the Ringer fantasy rankings. I said I liked him. Speaking at both sides of your mouth, because I feel like if he was great, you wouldn't be mentioning Do not that. try and spin this, my good sir. Yeah, he's such a fucking rhetoric. He, he's so good at that rhetoric. Also, yeah. first of all, if I had him 26, I'm closest to correct. Let's be clear about that. Yes, you guys all were I'm wrong. saying is that the, the hype that this man wants an apology for has paid off. He has been good. The, what we ranked him is exactly what he is. You sound like you read the mentions, which is the real problem here. Well, I just said I read the mentions. Well, yeah, that's that's what this whole segment is. Mentions. <laughs> yeah. We're going to have a new segment called Reading Our Mentions. Yeah, we should actually. <laughs> yeah, just people just hop in our mentions and hop in the Ringer NFL Show Facebook group. We're going to get to that questioner later. And also hop in our mentions. It's, you know, this is the worst thing we've ever done is ask for that. While we're doing, that's a contrarian idea. And let's do the contrarian play of the week. 
Um, God, this is the most contrarian thing I've, I think I've ever done. But screw it. This is galaxy brain. So we're entering. Week. Look, all right. I'm talking. You're trying to win the Millie Maker. You're trying to win a million dollars, right? What are like 50,000 people? There's like 41,000 people in it already. It's like Thursday afternoon. You're trying to come in first, right? You're trying to come in first out of 41,000 people. You got to think outside the box. <laughs> and I'm thinking outside the box. I'm going with the Dolphins defense against Buffalo for $1,500. Wow. I'm not saying this is a good idea. I'm not saying you should follow <laughs> me. But if you like to live on the edge, if you like to live on the wild side, anybody, any defense, Miami, Atlanta, Alabama, Clemson, anyone could get a two or three touchdown day for their defense against Josh Allen. It is always in the realm of possibility that Josh Allen will have two pick sixes and also accidentally throw a pass into the ground behind him that is then returned for a touchdown. That's always in play. It's not, it's not likely. But it's not insane. Yes, the Dolphins are averaging 0.6 fantasy points per game, which is bad. But that's also why they are $1,500 on DraftKings, which is like <laughs> one third of the 49ers this week. So then you're hoping the Dolphins get a two or three touchdown game or one of the best, <laughs> if not the best defense. And you can spend your savings on the rest of your lineup and you're going to win a million dollars. Bang. This is I don't even great. know why I'm giving this out. I should keep this to myself. Are you guys with me or not? This is great. I love it. I like I it's it's t absolutely galaxy brain, but I'm all in. I'm all in on this. If I am anything, I I'm galaxy brain. <laughs> Who's your less contrarian contrarian? It's going to make me it's going to make it actually fun to watch that game in my mind. So that's fun. Well, in all yeah. seriousness, it's like the lowest ranked defense play Josh Allen. What are we doing? <laughs> we think he went on by and learned how to play football? <laughs> All right, who do you guys got for contrarian play of the week? Um, speaking of somebody who needs to learn how to play football, <laughs> Jared Goff on the Rams is playing yeah. the Atlanta Falcons. He's 6,200 bucks, which is pretty damn cheap. Um, yeah. If any team can pull Jared Goff out from the depths of mediocrity, it's the Falcons D. Atlanta's given up the most points <laughs> in the NFL in general and given up the second most fantasy points to quarterbacks. Looks like Gurley's going to play this week. Um, Sean McVay said that he's on a good pace to hopefully be able to play on Sunday, whatever that means. Well, we know we can trust anything Sean McVay yeah, says what about is that? Todd Gurley playing. Um, he's but, never, you know, derailed us in that regard. <laughs> Goff is cheap. He threw for 500 yards two weeks ago, and he's playing the one team that you're going to throw 500 yards against again, and it's the Falcons. Yeah. yeah. I think this is I'm an extension board. of the Cooper Cup thing where it's he struggles against pass pressure, but the Falcons literally are have five sacks in six games, so it's not really a concern. They couldn't yeah. sack Deshaun Watson. They had one quarterback hit against Deshaun Watson. It was the second time in his career he'd never <laughs> been sacked. Not really concerned. Yeah, and I, I'm getting on board with this train as well, hyping up the Rams when they're at their low point in the whole McVay era, let's be honest. So uh, I'm going with Robert Woods. Eight, uh, going up against Atlanta, he's 5,900. Um, he's been a little up and down, obviously, this year, as as the whole, the whole offense has been. But he did score 32 points in that Bucks game when he threw – for when uh, Goff threw for 500 plus yards, um, he's very versatile. I, the other thing I like about about Woods is that they can use him in multiple ways. He had a rushing touchdown last week. He can also go deep. He can play kind of in the intermediate zone. He's their most versatile receiver. Um, they're going to find ways to get him touches in this game, I think. And so um, I think that's a good buy low situation, contrarian situation. You know, obviously. Um, I think people are a lot of people probably end up staying away from the Rams after what they did last week, but I, th I think it, it, there's still an offense that can produce points and can produce yards. 
You mentioned the McVeigh era. Can I read you Goff's splits from the McVeigh era before and after the Kansas City Chiefs Monday Night Football game where they won 54 to 51? Let's do it. So starting, so obviously Goff had the terrible rookie year and then Sean McVeigh comes and turns him around. So in the 27 games from week one of 2017 through that Monday night game where they crushed the Chiefs or they won the Chiefs, Goff had 13 picks, 14 fumbles, 52 sacks. That was in 27 games. Yeah. Since then, he's played 14 games. This is including the playoffs, so it's half. He has 15 picks, 14 <laughs> fumbles, 26 sacks. So he has more interceptions and the same amount of fumbles in half the games since they played the Chiefs. Wait, th- does that include his rookie year? No. Okay. This is gotcha. just the Sean McVay era. Got it, got it, got it. Jared Goff's not doing well. That's my point. I saw a weird point. split about Goff. His average yards per attempt when trailing in a game is seven, but when leading, it's 8.3. I think that makes a lot of sense because when they're winning, play action yeah, the stuff. play action is going to work more. Yeah, no, that just makes sense because they're just going to have more options when they're winning because they can do whatever they want. So you're throwing deeper when you're winning? Well, what I think what I think what that points to is they marry their run game really, really heavily with their passing attack. And Goff is not a good just straight drop back passer. What ha- what he's good at is throwing off play action, throwing on boots, and, and that marries really well with their run game. When you're trailing, you know, by 10, 10 or 15 points, teams just aren't really looking for you to run the ball. They're not loading up to stop the run. So it's much, much harder to do play action in those situations. And him as a straight drop back passer, he, that's not his strength. Yeah, and at the core of it, you know, for all as complicated as what Sean McVay and Kyle Shanahan do, and they don't do exactly the same stuff, but at the very base core of why they're good coaches, and when you say marry the run in the pass, what they're doing is they make it so hard to know what is happening each play. It takes a long time for the defense yeah. to figure out what happens because every play is designed in a way that looks like each other until a late moment, even in the play. So pre-snap, even after the snap, you don't know what's happening until much longer than other plays in the NFL. And they build their entire offenses so the defense has to wait as long as possible to figure out what the hell's going on. And then when you're losing and you have to do certain stuff, suddenly you don't have everything in your repertoire and they can figure out what you're doing earlier. I think that's the simplest way to explain like what McVay's good at. And also why it's all falling apart when their offensive line suddenly can't block. I'll put it even simpler. Deception is good. Bang. Look at that. <laughs> Dang. I wish that could have been such a good transition into deceiving yards. Damn. Yeah. Oh, well, show. oh, well. What could have been? It's too late. It's too late. <laughs> well, oh. now we'll just have to transition into bargain bin play of the week. But not even leave the Rams. So we're sticking with the Rams. So DK. Yeah. So obviously, this is this is a little bit contingent upon the uh, on the injury report for the rest of the week. Uh, Malcolm Brown for the Rams has been day-to-day with an ankle injury. Obviously, Gurley's been... Uh, his 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 availability is going to be in question with the thigh contusion. It's hard to believe exactly what the Rams are saying about Gurley at any given moment. Um, so as as we get closer, today's Thursday afternoon. If it looks like Hend- Daryl Henderson is going to get a good amount of play, I think he's a great bargain bin, just dart throw really. At Atlanta again, thirty five hundred. He looked really fast and really good in the limited amount of snaps that he got last week. Obviously, he had a fumble, so. That was a little bit concerning, and he, and he didn't really play a whole lot after that. So, you know, this is this is definitely sort of a dart throw. But Henderson has, you know, top tier potential if both Brown and Gurley are out. So he he's a good like bargain bin dive of the week for me. Any other bargain bins for you? 
I mean, fuck it. Let's roll with Alan Lazard. Hell yeah. Bay. <laughs> uh, he came in in the fourth quarter. First of all, this is just a great story because he barely was, he, I don't think he'd really played before that. And then Aaron Rodgers, you know, this is going to be a great like legend, like legend story for Lazard if he ends up being a good player. Rodgers actually asked for Lazard to come into the game in the fourth quarter because none of his other guys were doing jack shit. And then he came in, had five catches for 65 yards. He scored 16.5 PBR points. He had a really, really good catch um, in that game. Devontae Adams is hurt. We don't know exactly what his status is. Turf toe, it's not good. Um, and then also MVS is banged up. Allison is banged up. So there's a chance in this game Lazard is the number one receiver for the for the Packers. Going up against Oakland, he's three grand. Yeah, it's a little risky, uh, but there's a reason he's only three grand. And so... I think he's got really good potential to be kind of like a shocking, you know, big producer this year or this week. It's so. important to note, anyone who watched the Lions-Packers game, obviously the refereeing was like a huge thing in that. But before right. the refereeing just got out of control, the the story to me in that game was everyone in the Packers skill receivers just made a one massive mistake. Aaron Jones yeah. like fumbled away a ball on a scoring drive and then like dropped what should have been an easy touchdown. Yeah. Uh, their Shepard, who is their punt returner and receiver, Muffed a punt and then also just like not dropped a touchdown pass in a way that became oh, an face. interception. <laughs> like Toronto <laughs> Allison hit him got in hurt. Face mask. Yeah, it's like MVS was playing through injury. Like everyone messed up or just was left with an injury except Lazard, who was the man. Lazard was really good in college. Uh, he's big. He's pretty fast. He's very good at the catch point. Like he's he's there's a, certainly a lot to like. He's not just out of nowhere. It is kind of interesting that he was. Um, I believe he's an undrafted free agent. The NFL wasn't super interested in him. Um, but he's got size, and, and you know he's very good at making those contested passes. He's at catches. He's actually kind of similar to Auden Tate in that way. Like I don't know if teams really were interested in him because he didn't have NFL quicks or whatever in the short area, but he's got size and... You know, he's good at the catch point. So sometimes the quarterbacks just really trust guys like that. And I think we're seeing that in Cincinnati. And I don't know, Al, Alan Lazard could be that guy in Green Bay. Also, it's important to note, he's $3,000 on DraftKings. We joke a ton, like about how what $3,000 players are. Like, some of the $3,000 players, Derek Watt, like <laughs> fullback, fullback Kyle Juszczyk, who is not playing this week. Like, yeah. Tyler Irvin who is a Jaguars, like, third-string running back. Miles Has, Gaskin. When, was the, last time, the when like, was the last time Irvin caught a pass or did anything in a game? I cannot get over... The list of... Play, <laughs> like, Zach Line, who is the third-string running back for the Saints. I cannot get over the list of $3,000 players yeah. on DraftKings. And Gary Jennings, Lazard, who has not if, been active in a game yet this year, I actually maybe was active. Is once. Tobin Rote on there? Tobin Rote. Our guy Tobin Rote. <laughs> That's all she wrote. For Alan Lazard, because we're going to move on. Last bargain bin guy for me, just real quick. Dawson Knox, tight end for the Buffalo Bills. He's $3,300. Not quite as cheap as uh, Alan Lazard and Tobin wrote, but playing the Dolphins. So love the <laughs> Dolphins team, but you know, not that good. So Dawson Knox could be really good. Uh, good hedge. All right, so let's jump into building our team. We're going to run through our DraftKings lineup. Uh, we got quarterback. We got Jared Goff. He's $6,200. As we discussed, we like the Rams to have a one-week bounce back against the Falcons. At running back, we got Leonard Fournette. Couldn't leave Craig's the week guy, that many yeah. Who's then not, and then is, and then is, and then is not every week. But this week, he's <laughs> our guy. $7,000. Rolling with Marlon Mack at our other running back spot. 
Colts are playing the Texans this week. Uh, he's $6,000. Colts and Texans is interesting because they both last played the Chiefs and both won by holding the ball for nearly 40 minutes of game time. But I think the Colts have the better offensive line, and I like the Colts. to. Uh, Marlon Mack just seems like a great play this week against the Texans defense, which... I quit. I'm taking Quentin Nelson over JJ Watt this week. <laughs> I was just, I was thinking, me and Craig are just going to let you keep going yep. and going. I was like, where's he going it? with this? We're just doing it. <laughs> what do you guys, you guys want to jump in? No, no, now you got to do it. Or Craig, who's next? Now you got to do it. Oh, that's fun. Uh, next is Cooper Cup, 7,400 bucks <laughs> for reasons we had already discussed. Next, we have Mike Williams on the Chargers, 4,600, very cheap, playing the Titans in Tennessee. And then we have DeAndre Hopkins, which, Pairs with our listener question of the week, which comes from John Griffel. And he asked, what player should you go all in on a trade for? Heifetz? Look, this isn't always rocket science. DeAndre Hopkins hasn't scored a touchdown since week one. Touchdowns are kind of random. And DeAndre Hopkins, probably going to score more than a touchdown every month. So <laughs> there's probably a barrage coming. This happens with receivers all the time. It really actually happens with DeAndre Hopkins quite a bit. He has spurts where he just blows up. And I think that all the yeah. underlying numbers suggest that he's still DeAndre Hopkins. And DK, you have DeAndre Hopkins's underlying numbers. Yeah, like you said, the periphery numbers, kind of the foundational numbers, still look really good for him. And I think he's going to come around and get back up into that, like you said, the high-end wide receiver one range. He's 10th in the NFL right now in air yards, 609. So he's still got really solid uh, usage in that area. He's 5th in targets, 56. Second in target share among receivers, 28. So you know, all those things just tell you that he's still being used as an elite receiver. I just think right now that the touchdowns haven't come, and I think they will. Like you said, it's going to be like it's going to be not willful or esque necessarily, but those those numbers will come. He's just not getting quite as many looks in the red zone as he did last year. Last year he led the NFL in red zone looks, so I think overall he 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 will start trending in the right direction and start you know producing like a high end wide receiver one. Yeah, DeAndre Hopkins, still good at football. At the end of the day, he's, yeah. And his offense is really good. His quarterback, Deshaun Watson, is really, really good. It's not like he's playing in a broken offense. Like you're, It's not like an Odell Beckham situation where, you know, his quarterback, Baker Mayfield, is really, really struggling. The whole offense overall is struggling. That that offense is good. And I think he's that's going to start paying off for him a lot more. Back to John's original question. What player should you go all in on a trade for? DeAndre Hopkins going forward could still be the number one receiver from this week forward. Great bet for to be a top five. You cannot say that about many players, especially this year where DJ Chark yeah. and Chris Godwin are atop the leaderboards. If you can get him for someone who does not, who's worried about his DeAndre Hopkins' production, go get DeAndre Hopkins. Thanks, John, for the question. Join the Ringer NFL Show Facebook page if you uh, want to ask us something. Beautiful. All right, let's finish our lineup. Yeah. Evan Angram. Tight end. Yeah. At tight end. Craig, this was your beloved. You want to elaborate on this? The Cardinals siphon points to Giants or to uh, <laughs> tight ends at will, and they probably will to the Giants this week. Daniel Jones, also a decent DraftKings play this week. We almost chose him. So it's a great yeah, DraftKings yeah. play every week because he is a king. And then we got at our flex, Alan Lazard, the Zard dog, hoping he pulls through. <laughs> Don't do that. Oh, Don't do it. Zard dog? Zard dog? If the oh, office were still good. on, that would work. <laughs> <laughs> the Zard Duck. Uh, I mean, more people probably watch The Office now than when it was on. And then rounding it out with Danny Heifetz's premier pick of the week. Hell yeah. The <laughs> Dolphins <laughs> defense against Dolphins the Bills. Dolphins defense. <laughs> this is like exhilarating. I just feel titillated. Uh, it says on here that they're averaging 0. 0.6 
points per game. <laughs> Point six. Hell yeah. It's going to be good. Dude, oh what do you guys God. want to do with our million dollars when we win? Oh my God. The Dolphins defense. We could buy the Dolphins probably. <laughs> <laughs> or we should buy a real Dolphin. <laughs> oh, that's fun too. Be, Ace Ventura. Right. Hey, yo, yes. Oh my God. One last time. That is Jared Goff, Leonard Fournette, Marlon Mack, DeAndre Hopkins, Cooper Cup, Mike Williams, Evan Engram, Alan Lazard, and the Dolphins defense. Wow, I'm, ex- I'm excited to be a millionaire. That's going to be great. Thank you, Craig. Thank you, DK. Thank you to everyone for listening. We'll see you guys next week.